Hey, it's the Kentucky Guy, and thank you so much for listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. Here at Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast, we talk about past, present, and future wrestlers and promotions. So yeah, I'm so glad that you joined us. As for myself, I've been watching wrestling off and on for over 25 years, and I find much enjoyment into it. I have a whole lot of knowledge, and uh, you know, I kind of... I kind of see where some things can be changed and some things are great, right? But anyways, once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And be sure to click subscribe or follow no matter where you're listening to us from. We're on all platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, Comcast, uh, Amazon Music, and it goes on and on. So check us out here at Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, the Kentucky Guy. How's everybody doing this beautiful Friday? Yeah, we are having a blast here in eastern Kentucky. Uh, we've got uh, beautiful weather. It's supposed to rain all day, but uh, nothing has happened quite yet. So uh, we're looking forward to it because there does look like there's a storm coming, unfortunately. But yeah, so uh, welcome to our podcast. Uh, for those of you uh, that are new, we do drop episodes here every every Monday and Friday. Uh, it's all about pro wrestling, the past, present, and future. Uh, also, I am the host of the Red Pill Current News Podcast, uh, which drops episodes every monday and or i'm sorry every wednesday and saturday yeah i keep getting the two uh mixed up how about that yeah that's not very funny though you know <laughs> it wasn't that funny guys all right so let's get into the wrestling world news as we know it by the way this is our first video podcast uh i am hoping uh that everything works out okay with this uh, we are doing a trial run, but uh, yeah, we'll see. All right, so let's get into the news. Let's start off with the biggest company in the game right now, and that is the WWE. Yeah, so the Raw started off this week. Uh, by the way, if you haven't had a chance, be sure to check out uh, our episode from Monday uh, on the 4th of July. We had a special episode. Uh, Christian Reeves actually joined me on that episode and uh, talked about all kinds of things. Talked about money in the bank, uh, predictions versus outcomes, and, and so forth. And, uh, yeah, so Raw started off this week uh, kind of weird. They had like a, I guess you would call it a 4th of July bash uh, of some sorts. Uh, however, what mainly came from that was you had the Seth Rollins uh, over Elijah's baby but brother Ezekiel uh, match come out of that uh, due to 
Ezekiel or Eliab, whatever you want to call him, uh, due to him uh, putting uh, ketchup and mustard uh, all over Seth Rollins. Uh, but anyways, Seth Rollins did win that match. Um, but after the match, Seth went back into the ring, and he received an RKO out of nowhere from Riddles. So why? Like, where did this, like, Riddle was, I, I, I don't understand the storyline here. Riddle, Riddle was originally after Roman Reigns and on a title quest to defend uh, his bro who got injured, uh, Randy Orton. And, hmm, and now it looks like it's probably going to be Rollins versus Riddle at SummerSlam. Um, I, I'm not sure the story there. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, also on a podcast uh, this week, uh, Montez Ford mentioned in an interview that if uh, the Street Profits were to split up due to, and the way he put this was, due to a draft uh, change. Like if one of the, if they got separated due to one being drafted to SmackDown or Raw, vice versa, right? Uh, that he has the WWE World Championship in view so, soon. So I believe that he will be a become a singer, a singles competitor, singer, a singles competitor in the very new near future, very near future. Um, they they're doing a ton ton of hype over him. Uh, he's uh, over the new physique that he's got. Uh, don't forget that he's married to the current Raw's women's champion, uh, Bianca Belair. Uh, so uh, yeah, we'll see. I think I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be big though. I think he's gonna he's gonna uh, really really um, do some things and be singles competitor very soon. Also on Raw, Becky Lynch defeated Asuka. So now it looks like. She's going to face Bianca Belair for the title at SummerSlam. <laughs> so, here's what makes this funny, all right? So, that completely... So, the narrative of Carmella attacking Bianca Belair after Bianca pinned her at Money in the Bank to set up some type of rivalry... Or something uh, yeah so I guess that narrative is gone now uh, since she won't be facing since she'll be facing Becky Lynch at SummerSlam I, I, I don't get it I, I mean I, WWE is doing some crazy things right now uh, they really are uh, <laughs> I I, I so it it means that Carmella attacking Bianca Belair after Money in the Bank match was meaningless, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so Liv Morgan also at SummerSlam, and I'll, when we get the full SummerSlam card, I'll make predictions and all that good stuff. Uh, but it looks like she's going to be defending her title against Ronda Rousey in a rematch uh, during SummerSlam. Now that. Um, I don't know how they're going to do that uh, unless Liv Morgan is just going to uh, lose the title that quick or, or she'll turn heel, maybe. 
or somebody will interfere. Um, you know, I'd love to see Liv Morgan maybe go to Judgment Day. Uh, that would be awesome. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, but it, it's, I mean, you know that she's not going to uh, cleanly pin Ronda Rousey. There's no way. There's no match there. I mean, there's not. We're talking about a professional fighter uh, versus someone who has a lot of heart, but just not the talent to back it up. And she won the championship because she caught her off guard after Natalia already injured her leg. Bailey. Bailey, Bailey, Bailey. Bailey has been out for over a year now, but rumors are running rapid uh, in the WWE that she's been at the Performance Center working out. And they're looking for her to come back very soon. Um, A lot of speculation about the Royal Rumble. Um, I'm thinking uh, with the shortage of female wrestlers they have in the WWE right now, uh, that it's uh, it's going to be quicker than that. I don't think they're going to hold out all the way until January, uh, the female Royal Rumble. I just don't. Uh, once again, and bringing this up uh, because it's new news, I guess, uh, Naomi, Naomi <laughs> and uh, Sasha Banks have been removed now from the official roster page of WWE. That just happened. Uh, they were removed from the TV listing roster, but now they've been removed from the official roster. But still, no word from Naomi or Sasha. Uh, I mean, where are these people at? Where are they at? We need to find out exactly uh, uh, what's going on. You know, uh, once again, Tony Khan, dude, if you have a chance, you need to pick up Sasha Banks. Naomi, I'm not that. I'm not that crazy about Naomi. Uh, uh, I'm just not. Sasha Banks is a star. And that's me saying that. A guy who really doesn't care for female wrestling. Uh, she's a star. And AEW, she would kill it. She would kill it. And, you know, I mean, Naomi, she's good enough to go to maybe, you know, Impact or maybe Ring of Honor. You know, that's uh, coming back strong. Um it just, uh, I never did see her as championship material or really anything, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, so let's move on. Let's move uh, right along to Impact. Uh, Impact this week. Uh, Alan Angel, you remember him from the Dark Order? Alan Angel? Uh, he, de- he debuted on Impact against the uh, Impact X Division champion, uh, Mike Bailey. Here's the thing. <laughs> Mike Bailey pinned him. One, two, three. Don't get me wrong. Alan Angel looked good in the match. But it's your, de- it's your debut match, bro. And you lose. Yeah. Not, not, not very good. And, and, you know, Impact has a way of... Uh, of doing that, they beat to uh, their own drummer. Man, they don't follow any other company, any other trend. Uh, they they just go to their own drum beating in their head is all I can say about that. 
So, so uh, yeah, but anyways, after the match, uh, those two were then attacked by Violent, violent by Design uh, members, minus Eric Young, who had been out since uh, he lost against uh, Josh Alexander for the uh, Impact World title. But then, out of the blue, Eric Young showed up and came out to the ring. And instead of having, like, this warm heart-to-heart, this warm, uh, you know, return, uh, he's actually mad, very upset, by the way, uh, because his two members uh, and th- had Joe, one of the members, uh, lose not just losing the uh, in the title match, but even fighting in the title match against Josh Alexander. Uh, because uh, Joe was undefeated. This is Eric Young talking. He was undefeated, and uh, that kind of blew it. And he said this wasn't his design. Uh, the members kind of begged. Uh, you know, they said they understand. They see crystal clear now. They actually have a match next uh, next week, uh, the three of them against Josh Alexander and uh, the Motor City Machine Gun, Chris Saban, and the other guy, <laughs> um, Alex Shelley. Uh, so I'm very curious to see where this goes. Um, Eric Young doesn't have a, a really strong background when it comes to holding factions a very long time. Um, I think the best faction that he ever held together was Insanity. Um, I think Insanity would have worked if given the right push on WWE. Um, I personally loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, very, very uh, shocking things happened, and uh, it just I thought it was great. Um, but anyways, moving on to the next match. Uh, we had another debut on Impact, the Laredo Kid. Uh, who is a Spanish wrestler, uh, Mexican wrestler, Spanish, sorry, uh, Mexican wrestler. Uh, he debuted against uh, Miguel, right? So, once again, TNA Impact. Yeah, um, Laredo Kid lost in his debut. And, you know, they can say that, oh, Alan Angel and the Laredo Kid they look so good in their match, their debut match on uh, Impact. And and that's fine, but they still lost. A loss is a loss. So, and I would have, I would as a wrestler, especially coming from the independent circuit, uh, like the Laredo Kid, and coming from a company like AEW, I would have a problem on my debut match uh, losing. Don't. Don't put me in against the X Division champion. Or don't put me in against somebody that's over like, uh, I guess, this Miguel is. Uh, yeah, don't do it. Uh, put me in there against a job or somebody I can beat up for a while. I mean, I just, I, I, I don't get it. Uh, I don't get a lot of things TNA does. I don't watch a whole lot of their matches, a whole lot of their stuff. I mainly watch them now uh, strictly for you all to bring this information to you. Uh, on this podcast, so, and then we had PCO who represents Honor No More versus the Decay, the the uh, 
the black purists? I, I don't know. Um, here's the thing. PCO, PCO was victorious in the match. Uh, he actually was told by Eddie Edwards that uh, he pretty much he better win, uh, that he was representing Honor No More. But here's the thing. Um, PCO is old, man. I mean, that guy's got to be pushing, what, late 50s? I mean, he, he, he even looks old. Uh, I, I, he may be older than that. I don't know. Uh, somebody in the background said that he was 50, over 50 when he won the Impact World title, but I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I know he's supposed to be like half human, half robot, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the chances that he's taken, like he did this flip, uh, onto the competitor that he was facing, uh, they were on the outskirt of the ring on the outside, and he did his flip right on top of them. And I'm thinking, brother, he's old. He's going to break a hip or something, you know? I mean, you got to watch that stuff. But anyways, after the match, uh, Honor No More came out to congratulate him. And then, boom, Heath Slater appears out of nowhere, or Heath, or whatever they call him on that show, and attacks uh, one of their members... And, I mean, Heath Slater, right? Like, the one-man band from WWE, the, the, uh, the, the, the jobber. I mean, I, I got kids, man. I mean, the push that, that he got in TNA, I, I'll never understand. Uh, at one time, he, he fought Moose for the title. Uh, I don't understand that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't get it. Um, I don't get the next one either. Uh, then we had Shura, which is a huge giant. Like he's a big old boy. He's huge, and he's and he's and he's uh, built too. I mean, he's built like a like a rock, and uh, not the Rock Johnson, but like a rock. I mean, he's chiseled. Um, he, he was against Rick Swan, and <laughs> Rick Swan pinned Shira. I don't get it. I, I I've never been a real fan of uh, Swans and his push in TNA. I mean, he they actually made him the TNA World Champion uh, when he first got there for a while, but I I. I I just don't understand TNA and the people they push. Here you have this giant, right? And you, and this guy is like he he has some abilities from what I've seen, and he puts Rick Swan over. What? So even though I'm giving Impact a lot of a lot of criticism on this show. Because I don't understand the direction that they're going. However, I do think it's pretty cool that every week they're honoring the nature boy, Ric Flair, uh, by showing one of his best moments. Uh, this week it was uh, Ric Flair showing up at the uh, stadium for the first time ever and uh, walking out to the ring uh, while AJ Styles was wrestling Kurt Angle. And uh, that was just... Uh, something amazing if you ever if you follow that back then then you'll know that he actually ended up uh managing uh aj styles as the future nature boy 
uh, and I really like that uh, a lot because uh, I'm a huge fan of AJ Styles. I think that the WWE, uh, not to mix talking about two different brands, but I mean this is an all-around wrestling show. I think the WWE is not giving AJ his proper due now, and I think it all comes down to money. I think that they can find somebody who can do kind of what AJ does, but not not to nowhere not as phenomenal, but for half the price. I, I'm sorry, I do. I think they're greedy. Uh, I think they're greedy, and it comes down to money. You've got to play your shareholders. You've got to pay the the talent. I mean, and uh, you know they cut costs every which way, every which way you want to think about it. Uh, look at uh, the two uh, the two guys on AEW now, uh, Swerve and uh, Keith Lee. You know they're they're in a they're in a and we'll get to that, but they're in a title match next week on Dynamite. Uh, you know they they have decent chemistry. I see I see them breaking up. I do, uh, but we'll talk more about that here in just a moment. <laughs> All right. So Ric Flair, Ric Flair at the. Um, in Nashville, Tennessee, on July 31st, is going to have his last match at Stamcast, which is kind of like Comcast, only for wrestlers. Um, st- still, still no announcement about his opponent uh, for his last match. Now, there are rumors that maybe it's going to be even a six-man tag or some type of tag team to kind of help the 73-year-old. Um, but knowing Ric Flair and seeing him on his podcast and watching him in, his, in these interviews leading up to that match, he is not acting like he needs any help whatsoever. He's not worried about his pacemaker. He's not worried about his hip. He thinks he's good to go. Yes, you can think you're good to go. But sometimes people need to step in and protect you from yourself. Just saying, Rick, you, you your legacy will live on if you even if you don't even have this last match. It will. You're phenomenal. You're my number two overall pick. Just saying, I don't think you need this match. However, at Ric Flair's last match. At, at uh, Stamcast, we do finally have a match card minus Ric Flair's opponent. So let's go over this real quick, and uh, I will give you my uh, I'll give you my predictions as well. Uh, so the first one on the list was the, and these are in no particular order as far as when they're going to be on television. Uh, the Impact World Title Match: Josh, Josh Alexander versus Jacob Fatu who is a gentleman from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, I think Josh Allen Alexander will remain champion. I think he'll defeat him. Uh, I can't see a New Japan wrestler taking the title uh, uh, from an Impact wrestler. Uh, that that title is not a global title, so I, I don't know. Uh, but my pick is Josh Alexander. It seems pretty pretty easy. Uh, the Impact Knockouts title match. Uh, the current champion, uh, Jordan Grace, 
versus Deanna Perezzo. Versus, it's a three-way dance versus Rachel Alleering. And I probably butchered those names like I always do. That's just what I do. Um, and I do think that uh, I think the match, uh, I think the title will stay with Jordan uh, Grace on that one. So that's my prediction. Uh, and then we have the Briscoe brothers, right? The Briscoe brothers facing the Von Ericks. Now this is the new era Von Ericks, right? Uh, Marshall Von Erich and Ross Von Erich. Now, if you don't watch MFW or any of the independent scene, uh, these guys here, they're pretty good. I mean, they're very technical. You know, they're, they remind you, they remind me a little bit of Kerry Von Erich, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they remind me a little bit of their uncle. Um, but, uh, the Briscoes, as we know, are smash mouth in your face. Uh, play dirty if they have to, uh, type of wrestlers. So, yeah, I, I'm very curious uh, to see how this match goes. Uh, actually, kind of excited. Uh, probably the 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 one match that I'm actually looking forward to uh, on this card. So yeah, that should be interesting. The Briscoe Brothers versus the Von Ericks. Um, and then we have a four way dance. Uh, we have the Laredo Kid, who just debuted on Impact, uh, and lost, uh, versus uh, Tororis, and this is not Tyrus, but Tororis, um, I, I have no idea, versus uh, Ray Phoenix, versus Bandito, and I think in that four-way dance, Bandito will be your winner. Then you have a singles match as well that's been announced. Uh, Harry Smith uh, versus Killer Cross. Haven't seen uh, Killer Cross since he was released from the WWE. I'm pretty excited about seeing him. Uh, I always thought that they were uh, McMahon was crazy for for uh, letting him go. I loved uh, when he was NXT champion. I mean, he really he embraced the bad guy movement. Uh, he was a great heel. Uh, and he just like super freaky, like he beat Ben Valor, Ben Valor very easy. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I so I'm, I, I am excited to see him. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about Harry Smith, um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see Killer Cross. Uh, and then we've got a tag match: uh, the Motor City Machine Guns, uh, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban versus the Wolves. Davy Richards and Eddie Edwards. Now wait a minute. On Impact, these guys are are at odds. Um, Davy Richards is Team Impact, and Eddie Edwards is Team Honor No More. So how is this going to work? Are are they just going to forget their storylines? Go have this match? And then come back to the storylines on Impact. I mean, what? Once again, Impact. Dude, you're creative. Uh, need some help. You guys need some help. Help, help, help. I don't understand how it's going to work, folks. I don't get it. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I don't get it. Anyways, let's move on. Uh to AEW, 
AEW coming off a heck of a week last week, right? Uh, they had uh, they had blood and guts last week on Dynamite, uh, which was a fantastic match. We talked about that on Monday's episode. Um, so right now, uh, the hot news with Impact is uh, Kenny Omega, who ha- is still out, by the way, and been out for a while now, um, actually called out, first of all, Kenny Omega has been announcing the AEW video game for Xbox and PlayStation, right? And he has come out and he's just been blunt about it and said, look, Cody Rhodes is going to be on the game. Evidently, Cody was there when they started building the game. Maybe the they don't have like a GM mode or a universe mode like WWE. It's just straightforward. So maybe the career mode uh, has something to do with Cody Rhodes. I don't know, but he's on the game, okay? Also, Kenny Omega, who not only called out Jim Cornette, who always calls him out, <laughs> Jim Cornette doesn't seem to have any ever any good thing to say about AEW or Kenny Omega. Uh, don't understand that. But he also called out uh, Will Ospreay. And Will Ospreay reacted to Kenny Omega and wow, oh, 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 is this leading up to something? Because I would love, love to see uh, that type of match. I really would. Of uh, Offspray versus Omega. I think that would be fantastic. I do, I do, I do. Uh, man, I'm all for it. I'm here for it. Let's see it. Uh, on Dynamite, uh, Warlow finally uh, won, finally won the, uh, uh, what is it, the TNT Championship. Finally. Yeah. Uh, he was able to defeat uh, Scorpio Sky and all the guys Scorpio had around him. Uh, and I don't know who in the world is going to be able to take that title from uh, Warlow. But uh, congratulations to him. I thought that was great. Also, John Moxley retained the interim, <laughs> the interim uh, AEW World Champion against uh, Brody King. Uh, that was a decent match. Um, I kind of... And I'm so sorry that it's getting dark. Uh, yeah, um, uh, the storm is upon us, and I apologize for that. Uh, let me see if I can fix something here. And then there was light, so that's a lot better. All right, so yeah, so uh, um, as I was saying, uh, you know, uh, John Moxley beat Brody King. Uh, fair and square. I thought it'd be a better match than what it was. Um, but, you know, it was still a decent match. I mean, uh, those two, uh, they have decent chemistry. They really do. I'd have much rather seen Alex or Black uh, in that match. Uh, I think he's uh, long overdue for a title. We'll see. Uh, Luchasaurus, also on Dynamite. Uh, he put Matt Hardy through a table. Uh, and it looks like he is truly, completely under the control of Christian. Um, Matt Hardy come out to face Christian, telling him that uh, he knows what it's like to use people, and he's not going to stand by and watch him use Luchasaurus, who, as I mentioned, put him through a table. I don't know what's going to come out of that. Um, could be interesting. 
could be just a delay because once again, Dynamite, no Jungle Boy. So I don't know what's up there. Uh, Cesaro or, or Claudio, um, he is to face Jake Hager uh, next week. It was announced. Uh, Tony Schiavone actually did an interview between those two, and that was actually kind of cool. I really enjoyed that. Um, here's the thing about AEW that I really like. Um, they pushed the bar hard. Christian bringing up uh, Jeff Hardy's addiction, talking to Matt Hardy. Uh, phew, just cruel, man. Just, just, just cruel. And uh, and then uh, Jack Swagger uh, bringing up how Cesario was never a world champion in WWE or anywhere else. Uh, just, uh, you know, I mean, it's just stuff that you uh, you don't really see you know, uh, anywhere else. And uh, I'm here for it. I like it. I, I do. I, I love it. I love stirring the pot. I do. Um, on social media this week, uh, Kyle O'Reilly addressed his injury. Says he's pretty banged up. He has been banged up for a few years now. Uh, but it's recently got a little bit worse. But he doesn't have all the information. Uh, all the information. And he'll let everybody know when he knows. So... That will be um, that'll be interesting because also his tag team partner Fish is banged up and on the shelf right now too injured. So uh, yeah, so the injuries continue to pile up on AEW. Going back to WWE real quick, uh, they may be receiving a new, and I'm not talking about Logan Paul. We already talked about him on Monday's episode. Go check it out. Uh, may be receiving a new superstar as it looks like Tyson Fury is done completely with boxing and he has expressed interest in WWE. Now the rumors right now are circulating like crazy that he may fight in WWE's Clash at the Castle which is to be held in Wales and uh, his opponent would be none other than Drew McIntyre. Wow. That's going to be a match. That would be great. And you know what? If he comes to WWE, maybe we will get Tyson Fury versus Logan Paul. I just now, I just now, I didn't even have that wrote down. I just now thought of that. You know, there have been rumors, right, that Logan wanted to box uh, Tyson and Tyson wanted to box Logan and teach him a lesson. Uh, woo. So I told you the storm was upon us, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we lost the electric there for just a moment. Uh, I'm sorry about that, very odd. Um, so yeah, so we could get, if this is all true, and going to happen, we could get uh, Tyson Fury versus Logan Paul, but not boxing WWE style. So I am going to cut this episode a little bit short because I don't know how long the power is going to stay out. Uh, it looks like it's crazy outside right now. Uh, but I do want to talk about Ring of Honor. Uh, they are having a pay-per-view on July 23rd of this month. 23rd of this month. And I do have a match card so far for them. Uh, just three matches so far. Going to go ahead and give that to you real quick. 
before we get out of here, in case we lose power, um, first one is the Ring of Honor World TV title match. It's going to be Samoa Joe one-on-one with Jay Lethal. My prediction is Jay Lethal was the longest-running Ring of Honor television champion that they've ever had, and I think he will defeat Samoa Joe, who is busy right now making movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Ring of Honor pure uh, title match, uh, the champion, uh, Wheeler Yuta, uh, member of the uh, Combat Club, versus Daniel Garcia. My prediction, uh, the championship will not change hands. Uh, the Wheeler Yuta uh, will prevail. And then you have the Ring of Honor World Tag Team title match, which is one of the best matches. Uh, it's a repeat of one of the best matches that they had at the last Ring of Honor uh, pay-per-view, and that is FTR versus the Briscoe Brothers. And I think that the Briscoe Brothers are going to win the tag team titles back. Uh, you know, uh, FTR has three titles right now. The Briscoe Brothers are amazing. They are. And not only that, it's getting real close, I think, for the product of Ring of Honor to be, uh, to be back on television. I think it's getting real close. Uh, this pay-per-view is actually going to be on the Bleacher Report, um, and that tells me that it's getting close to Spike TV or something. So, anyways, I think that they need their original champions back, and the Briscoe brothers were great champions, and I think they're going to win it back. I do think that that match, from what I see right now, that match is going to steal the show. That's just my opinion. I think that match is going to steal the show like it did the last pay-per-view. All right, guys, that is about all the time we do have for today. Thank you so much for listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, the Kentucky Guy. Be sure to check out our video next week as well, as we are now doing live videos. Thank you guys so much, and have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And uh, as always, God bless.